Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm Stephen Fazer. Don't you cry no more. And this is Monster of the Week creepy but necessary podcast based on the tv show supernatural and we are here to wrap up season one we finished the all we finished covering the episodes in episode eight so now we're going to be talking about some listener feedback and talking about some extras on the blu-rays as well as um, any kind of straight thoughts that we have on season one but first off chris how are you today i'm great how are you guys doing doing really really well i don't know why that makes you laugh so much but now that i know that it does it i'm gonna ask it like every like single morning. time it's like some kind of morning radio <laughs> how are I'm just you settling into my today, i'm my settling friend, into guess. the booth guys got my cup of coffee ready thanks to go. dr drew <laughs> jeremy tries his very best to keep this podcast uh in the straight and narrow but we do our best to um to prevent that disrupt it really everything I'm, in our, our power i'm very surprised that neither one of you have just changed a bunch of words in our notes today just to say the word honks over and over again so well done yeah lads. well done well this <laughs> so the listener hasn't heard it yet but i think i basically destroyed our most recent recording um with my uh my foolishness so i'm gonna try and control myself on this episode we'll see what happens chris is referring to episode 12 uh which is which we've already recorded even though we uh we hadn't finished fin- out season one so like we mentioned in season in episode 12 of the podcast like this is all kind of timey-wimey and spacey-wacy so yeah this is going to be a little weird but uh steven how are you you're good everything's good yeah i'm doing real good yep is uh, fantastic chris you mentioned in our chat earlier that um <laughs> that you needed some uh time to talk about season one still you had some you had some thoughts well yeah i thought that there were there's still a few unsaid things to say that kind of uh, came to mind about now that we've started season two, like looking back at it okay. and then kind of comparing it to all the other seasons, not that we're going to go in depth with any of them, but I'll just start off. Um, season one seems the most distinct in its style. Mm. Does that, does that seem true? Like yeah. we talked, touched on it like early when we started doing the show about how every episode seems like a mini horror movie, um, whether for good or for bad, that's how they all seem. They all seem very distinct and very like, uh, distinctly directed, whereas later episodes they definitely fall into their formula a lot more, and I think that they find a lot more success with their formula. But looking back at season one, it just has this um, this feel to it that like the rest of the show uh, never comes close to again. Um, and I know around season seven ish, they started to say, "Oh, this is going to be like season one again. It's going to be the boys um, having fun and going on hunts and, and things like that." Um, and they never were really able to capture that feeling again. Um, it's kind of like one of the, it's just I, I'm having a hard time like actually like picking up on what that feeling is. But you guys know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Like just um, it's 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 what happens when you scale a world up so so far mm-hmm. that every like the stakes of everything are just crazy crazy high. So, like, when it starts out, the boys don't really know what they're doing. They're just, like, randomly killing these monsters or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, you know, by the time we get to season five, um, and without going into crazy spoilers, but, like, there's going to be literally Armageddon. Like, that's that's the overall direction of where the show is going to go. And then after that, trying to keep those stakes so high so that the drama is there, but also keep those stories, like, just involving between the the, the brothers and and their family and their core group of friends that 
they keep letting die over and over again. <laughs> and that's the thing, like even with this show, you know, with our podcast doing uh, dad's journal every week and the further we got into it, like the less I was really doing anything for dad's journal. Mm. So yeah, the se- season one seemed to have just as much focus on the monster of the week as it did on the boys themselves, where even in season two, every monster of the week episode is still used generally to like forward something with the overall plot or the emotional storyline, something like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that the monsters being characters that are important to the episode for season one, um, definitely is what in some ways, um, gives it its distinct feeling. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I would, I didn't watch all of the Blu-ray extras, uh, but one of them is a, is a very long, it's like a 12 minute thing, but there's an interview with Eric Kripke in it. And, uh, Eric says when he was originally pitching the show, he pitched it as like a, as a like a reporter, like finding out about the stuff and nobody right. believes them. And um, eventually changed it to so it was like an Americana Route sixty six, two brothers and a muscle car thing. And the the network execs like instantly glommed onto it and like yeah yeah that's way way better. And <laughs> I, I I can definitely see that because like the, just there's something appealing about seeing family like struggle through this crazy situation more so than it is the like the typical horror movie reporter slash writer, whatever, like going through this and facing this insanity on his own. And I like the appeal of that, like basic component between and that basic interaction between Sam and Dean is, is something that they get away from after season one. And they don't, I don't really think they ever strongly get back to it. Like, I think there's episodes that are um, reminiscent of that, but I don't know. That they, it's whole it's real weird. It's real weird when those episodes come up. There's one very specifically in season four where like a real important uh, to the meta plot thing happens in the very opening of season four. And then they almost immediately throw in a, a quote unquote filler monster of the week kind of an episode. I'm specifically thinking of the black and white one where it yeah. almost feels kind of jarring. Uh, whenever that happens and it's kind of almost like they, they use it very sparingly over the next few seasons and it almost, things start to get very, very heavy, very quickly. (laughs) So it's, it's a nice breath of like kind of fresh air. Like usually one of the characters are, will comment even on like, Oh, it's nice to just be hunting a thing. Uh, again, it's just be putting our lives in danger for on on a minor scale. (laughs) Yeah. On a minor scale. We're not trying to actually save the world, which spoilers, they kind of wind up trying to. Uh, and that's actually kind of, and I'm I'm really excited to get back to it. This watch through is, I I fell off around season six, seven, and eight because I felt like they tried to do a hard reset back to a week to week thing and start that kind of cycle over, going back into a new meta plot, which obviously they have to do because they ended their story, so they're telling a new one. But so I think I think at least for these next few seasons, they get this real nice balance of mostly doing meta plot episodes and then um, sparingly and smartly using their monster of the week episodes. Yeah, they're, it's good. And I, I'm, man, I've looked ahead a little bit. I've started watching um, the next three episodes that we're going to be covering for episode 13. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really into some of that stuff that's happening there. And uh, I, I just cannot wait for the, to keep talking about season two. <laughs> some of our listeners uh, that I know are listening to the podcast because they talked to me about it are already into like season three because <laughs> they oh, haven't geez. been able to stop watching. And I'm like, slow down. <laughs> well, we're, we're, yeah. It's going to take us a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even at three though. episodes I, a week, <laughs> we're still going to take I, a while. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Whenever we started this, I'm like, man, this is going to make me realize how like Maybe this isn't. Maybe I just like this show, and no one else does. 
I'm super glad that people actually wound up enjoying the the, the show, uh, Supernatural. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's like, okay, cool. It's not just me being weird and liking it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, going forward, I think they add on like ten layers that make the show better as a whole, mm-hmm. but they take away. I think the best layer from season one, which again, still kind of hard to define what that is, but mm-hmm. um, they replace the good thing with other good things, but that first good thing is still gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of, that's really all I wanted to say about season one because it has a tone, it has a specific mm-hmm. feeling that the rest of the show doesn't really ever come close to. Again, not saying that's a good or a bad thing, it just is. Yeah. Agreed. Well, let's get into some of these um, incredibly boring Blu-ray extras. Um, so, mm. I guess for the listeners out there, we, we've talked about this, and, and we're open to feedback on this too. So, if you you know want to write in and tell us that this this episode sucks and we should never do it again, like fuck off because we're probably going to do it anyway. But, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can write and tell us that. Yeah, it we're, doesn't mean we're going to do it over. We do have some like commentary stuff. Uh, I try to listen to those as we cover those episodes so we can bring up points. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on like, hey, Jared and Jensen talked about this for 45 minutes. I think that'd be pretty boring. And you guys could probably just go find that on the internet if you really wanted it. So the stuff that we're going to be dealing with is all in the, the, like, the video extras. Um, the first one of which is a... Eric Kripke speech at some sort of festival that I don't know if I was just like tired and like three or four beers deep or whatever, but man, this just put me immediately to sleep. I had, I had, yeah. could not even, yeah, I've never this. actually watched all of it. So yeah, I, I, I was not able to finish it. So a lot of the, a lot of the extras that don't involve Jared and Jensen sometimes tend to be, uh, a little bit on the boring side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they aren't interesting. Like if you were to read a Wikipedia page, you might get some uh, some valuable insights. They're just very from dry. Them. They're just very very dry. They're very yeah. dry. That, and that was the thing. This with the like, it's Eric it's TV executives. It's television show executives talking about television show show executive things. <laughs> like, if you oh, want to get a cool. feeling for all that, just listen to the commentary for episode one. Yeah, which is where that just, dude that just talks one about producer, how hot that ghost is. He can't get over it. He can't get over how hot that ghost is. God, yeah, she was really gorgeous. So such a such a good looking woman. So great to have on set. The boys, they're great looking boys, but she was just such a hottie, such a sexy, sexy actress. He was just like he just really goes for it. You're like, okay, pump the brakes, buddy. Have you ever heard um, like grandpas talk about other people's little girls and like they're like, oh, she's just so yeah. beautiful. She's just a, such a beautiful girl. Wow, she's so it's incredibly. Weird. And it just like it's not bad because I know you don't yeah. actually mean the things, but just just don't say anything is always better. I feel the same way about movie producers. Like <laughs> just don't just don't even don't even say it. Like you don't have to say that so and so is gorgeous. Everybody can see that she's gorgeous. We're not. That's why they are in <laughs> movies and or TV. <laughs> You don't have to paint that extra layer of slime over everything you say. (laughs) Say anywho. uh, The next one I want to talk about is uh, the supernatural tales from the edge of darkness. And I want to put this one here because the, instead of like the order they come up in the Blu-ray, because this one is equally as boring, except this time it's various. It's, it looks like they cut together a bunch of interviews, a bunch of footage from the show and like the guys just being, just really weird. At one point, like Sam says, or excuse me, Jared says something about, um, they're just two brothers traveling through the world, helping out their fellow patriots or something. Like it was a military thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it's pretty well, bizarre and it's weird. Randomly it feels like, yeah, it feels a little bit like, cause I mean, obviously the, the show hadn't really grown into its own. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, even like within season one, like by the, by 
the time we get to the last few episodes, it's like, okay, this is su- the supernatural. I know. Um, but, uh, I mean, these kinds of like extras and stuff, like it felt like a promotional thing. So I have to imagine it was more than likely filmed. Obviously this is speculation, so it could be wildly incorrect. This feels uh, like, but it feels like it was filmed before some of the season was done. Yeah, this feels like something I would have watched about like um, an Avengers movie on HBO, like a making of exactly. before the Avengers movie came out or something. That's what this feels like. But very, very, very they promotional. they weren't they weren't given a complete script, and they're like, "Yeah, we avenge people." Sure. You have to wonder what they thought. <laughs> we have you have to wonder what they thought this show was going to be because the way they talk about it, especially you know in the early commentary and in these bonus features, uh, even Jared and Jensen, it just seems like nobody has any idea what this show yeah. is. <laughs> it's like we're kind of like the X Files, except we're off the grid. Uh, that's kind of it. Like we're just gonna, yeah, we're gonna keep killing ghosts every week until um, we get canceled. One well, of it's these, been thirteen uh, years. One of these producers, <laughs> and I think it may have been McGee, who I, is is right up there with Speedweed, is the dumbest name for a television producer yeah. that actually exists. <laughs> is that a real thing? Go watch Arrow. He's executive producer Speedweed on the front of every single episode. <laughs> well, there's a reason I don't watch Arrow. <laughs> the only reason? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right <laughs> Look, it's okay for the first season, guys. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> but Big G says something like he describes this as uh, you know when you're traveling down a lonely highway and you see something on the left <laughs> and you want to go, you wonder what's over there. Our show turns left. And I'm like, is that the best way you could describe this? Well, first are you going of all, to a no. Wendy's? <laughs> what are you and doing? <laughs> That's not what the show is. And then second of all, what? <laughs> like, how undescriptive is that? Yeah, it seems like kind of what I was saying before about season one. It's almost tonally confused because yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. pitching itself as a different show than it actually ends up being. Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe the monster of the week, you know, the monster being important in every episode, that idea was probably what was driving the show at first. Let's explore all these urban legends and folk tales mm-hmm. and we'll have fun with that shit. Uh, and then they realize like, that's not at all why people like this show. That is not at all what is good <laughs> about this show. But that's sometimes that's what's fun about early seasons of shows that go on to be very successful. Yeah. Um, either they very intentionally know what they are and know how to be good at what they are, or they kind of, happen upon it and i think that's what happens with supernatural they happen upon this great relationship between the the family yeah i think that's it definitely speaks to um i mean we've been kind of giving the the executive side of the show kind of a hard time but i think i have to kind of applaud them for letting the show become what it is oh absolutely like if if you were to tell me the plot synopsis of just season five after I watched the first episode of Supernatural season one, I'd be like, "That no, that's not the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely." I mean, like, I, I can't remember if it's in this season or next season. Eric Kripke says uh, he he says there are no aliens in Supernatural. There are no angels in Supernatural. There is no Satan in Supernatural. <laughs> and I, I don't know if they introduced aliens, but two of those things are in the show now. So <laughs> <laughs> the next two. Uh- extras or reels or whatever you want to call them is um, there's one short entitled day in the life of Jared and Jensen, uh, which purports mm-hmm. to be some somewhat of a documentary following Jared and Jensen around on set for a few days. 
Um, this I would actually say that this is probably worth watching if you if you yeah, enjoy the show. Yeah. It's they I would, are charismatic I people. Yeah, I wouldn't dim the lights and I you know grab a glass of wine <laughs> or anything. But you know if you're I have I have something I have to write up and I want something on in the background. This is probably good stuff. Uh, yeah, and the the there's some things here that I think are really awkward. I I really actually enjoy seeing them construct the show because it looks so different than the mm-hmm. end product does. So that that's but I enjoy that. Across the board, like the behind the scenes stuff really, really appeals to me. I yeah. like all of that. Yeah. Watching those types of people have a lot of fun doing what they're doing. It's like, oh, this is, this is cool. I'll watch that. And, uh, the, ne- the next one is a gag reel and I'm, I'm bringing these up together because there's, well, a before we do the gag reel, just during their day in the life of thing, mm-hmm. Jensen makes a joke about how they've been filming for nine years and they say it kind of like with an eye roll, like, Oh, yep. We've been doing this for nine years now. Uh, they've been, it was like nine months in and they were at the end of like years later. Yeah, they were at the end of like a long first season. They're probably tired. You know, they need a break. Uh, you know, we've been filming for nine years. Okay. Well, buckle up boys. Uh, and the other thing was that they make a, a mention of how Jared bought, uh, Jensen, one of those little lenses that the uh, directors use. I don't know what yep. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, he bought it for me for my birthday tomorrow. And it's just funny that, you know, they had clearly just become friends. They'd known each other for about a year. And he bought him this thing. And then later on, you know, season six or whatever it is, Jensen ends up starting to uh, direct an episode. So it was, mm-hmm. was kind of cool to look back and say, oh, hey, look at that. I've seen Jensen use that in like other special features later on. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a nerd who's cool. watched other special features and compares them. <laughs> but it was it was kind of a, like as somebody who's invested uh, in the family of this show, I guess it was kind of cool to see like, hey, this man gave that man a thing and it's became a real thing. <laughs> also, yes. I mean, speaking of comparing the special features between this and the gag reel, you'll it's really it, it's actually kind of fun to watch some of the behind the scenes interviews because they will make, there's a joke specifically about how the boys always drop their weapons in a fight mm-hmm. and that they, they joke uh, it like, again, it's either in this season or season two. I always get the two conflated in their, their uh, behind the scenes stuff. They joke about putting bungees on their arms attached to their weapons. And then that's actually a joke that's brought up in like season five. Four? Is it five? Okay. Yeah. And like, it's, it's actually kind of, so even if some of them aren't the most interesting, it actually turns out that some of those things will will make it into the show. Uh, and then there's a couple of jokes from gag reels, if you're really paying attention, will be little one-liners that they'll slip in uh, in later seasons. Yeah, you start to get the impression from all these that they actually do have a, a family. That's what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the cast and crew, for the most part of, or the better part of the last, what, 12 years, whatever it is, has stayed relatively the same. I'm sure that they've had plenty of people come and go, but to have like a pretty steady, normal job like that, that just happens to be a TV show. I think it, it lends itself very well, at least to stuff like a gag reels and, and special mm-hmm. features like that. Cause the gag reels are some of the most endearing things you can watch for this show. I'm not sure I was a true supernatural fan until I saw the season one gag reel. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jeremy, I want you to bring up what you're getting ready to bring up though, about these two things. Cause this is weird. Yeah. The, like in the, in this day in the life thing, they spend quite a bit of an inordinate amount of time. Um, and they make up trailer <laughs> while, uh, Jared and Jensen put on their, get their hair and makeup done. And there's this weird underlying degree of like sexual tension. that is just <laughs> looking back on this now just seems really bizarre. And the same thing happens in the gag reel 
reel. The gag reel heavily uh, features the woman from Provenance, the episode Provenance, where uh, the one that Sam made out with and very awkward nerds at all. And man, like I'm surprised those those dudes are married now. <laughs> like it's pretty bad, yeah. right? Yeah, this, it's they can't get through any of their. So it's Jared and I. God, I wish I knew what her name was. The character's name Sarah, right? Yeah, I just can't remember. The so it's name. in the like I said, it's from the episode Providence, and they can't get through anything. They they laugh and giggle at like every scene that they're in together, and you could tell like Jensen's sitting in the background, like totally stone faced, like okay, let's get through this scene. And, <laughs> and Jared and this girl are just yucking it up, laughing their their asses off, and it's like it's. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, wow, this is a little bit awkward. Jared, I hope your wife doesn't watch this. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that uh, let's hope that his wife doesn't watch the extra scenes, right? Because <laughs> there's some there's some serious tension. Not that I would not be surprised that or anything. So don't worry. I would not be surprised if they went out after that. Absolutely, absolutely. The um, um. the the real hero to the gag reel. Uh, before we get to like just how great the gag reel is in general, though. But the real hero of the gag reel is always the person in the back that shouts out, "Still rolling." While they're just yeah, yep, still rolling, yep, still rolling. <laughs> like still rolling. The, the director straight up <laughs> begins to sound very frustrated. Oh, absolutely. During the, uh, the dating scene, yeah, or the date scene between uh, um, Jared and uh, and again, can't remember the actress's name. I feel bad. Um, but uh, like he's like, okay, we're we're still going. We're still going. Yeah, <laughs> please pull it together. And I think a lot of that has to do with young actors for the first time not for the first time they both had been in shows before um jared and jensen first time being like but it's just like the first time like you're you're the star of this show you're getting your hair and makeup done i think that they i think that anybody would kind of be uh enjoying that a little bit yeah asking it a little little bit everybody's having fun they haven't learned to just you know adjust and then be humble regular humans again which i think that jared and jensen are incredibly well adjusted especially considering the things that they uh the attention that they receive from their fans yeah it has to be. It has to be pretty mind blowing being a, like a day mm-hmm. in their shoes, right? And just like looking on Tumblr, yeah. and being like, "There's hundreds yeah. of tumblers about me for some reason. <laughs> How did I get here?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So, just the gag reel in general, though. If you, it, it's it's it very it's very much like every single gag reel you've ever seen. But there's something about like the goofiness of Jared and Jensen, especially when they're together. And mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. definitely see it getting annoying to the crew but as a as a person who just watches it it's hilarious and it makes me very glad that we started putting our outtakes at the end of the podcast episode and i wasn't <laughs> even trying to if i had thought about it i would have saved them all up and done a gag reel episode right <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's true yeah but that that might be a little too much but i'm glad we'll get too sick of my bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we can't we can't give it to him in a concentrated dose like that. <laughs> he has too much too fast we well, see that's the thing with especially watching early interviews and, and hearing them talk, they're kind of awkward. Jared and Jensen, they're kind of awkward in these in this first season. Like I said, they, they're not used to it yet. They don't know everybody super well, and they're trying to do promos for you know the WB. It's not entirely natural for them to be acting the way it's you can say it was supernatural. Um, but when you see the gag reel, when you see them goofing around like regular people, when they're not, uh, when they actually just mess up, or they're actually you know they're just doing something they think is funny and not having to explain something into a camera, that's when you get to see like more of the real them. Not that it really matters, but it's just it's a lot of fun. I think I think one of I don't know why this always surprised me, but it's such a weird realization. Like you can definitely tell, just like they 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 have great you know like chemistry together. Obviously, like you can tell they they are friends, uh, which they kind of have to be at this point. Um, <clears throat> but like it's weird seeing 
Jensen play Dean, who is very much so the the outward of the two brothers. Like mm-hmm. he he's the extrovert between the two of them, and he's the one that's that is never holding back. But they're very much they seem to be kind of the opposite in their real life. Like um Jared is always the one who's cracking jokes, and then Jensen, he like he'll slide in his little like maybe a one liner here and there every once in a while. Like he, he I don't know, it's I don't know, this is me. Uh but the way I, I read them, uh <laughs> It, it was just, it's interesting to see the similarities between them and their characters and then also the juxtaposition of their differences as well. Um, and how, I don't know. I don't know what my point was in that. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm going to stop talking. Let's move on, guys, to the feedback. Here we go. Yeah, this is a, this is a freestyle episode, so you don't really need to worry oh. about you know making sense or being logical or having oh. complete sentences. So we're all good. That's good. <laughs> cool. Um, Quick note: you see, you see, I've labeled all of these so that we can quickly get through them. Uh, there's, there's some, there's some real fun stuff. I want to say thank you to everybody that has uh, written in. Uh, we, we got a Absolutely. surprising amount of feedback. It's really hard for podcasts. Like most people will listen to a podcast, but they just don't care enough to write in. So the fact mm-hmm. that something about these hunks have inspired this, this kind of feedback, I, I really, really appreciate. It. So we got we <laughs> not got quite only a few have you, yeah, not only have you taken the time out to actually listen to the show. Then you wanted to write into it. It's crazy. <laughs> I know it's it's an absolutely Thanks. insane. How many? How like I think all three of us have at some some form and some point in time written into podcast, right? Like you, you guys. Oh yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're all we're all those nerds. First up is uh, <laughs> Daniel via the contact form, which you can access at monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. He says, hi, all. I found your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm just starting a rewatch, so this podcast is perfect for me. Thanks, and creep up, keep up the great work on the show. <clears throat> Short and sweet. Thank you, Daniel, for right Thank now. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's always really fun to be part of something that is inspiring someone to, to enjoy something. Yes. Like, whether we're talking about games on our other podcasts or here, talking about Supernatural, it's always cool to hear somebody be like yeah i'm now gonna watch the show again because of this thing that you made so it makes me feel good i don't say that much <laughs> yeah ditto okay the next one is from brandon via the duck feed slack uh and he sent us this crazy website where you can buy oh, yeah. dragon breath shotgun shells and, and rock salt shotgun shells uh do you want me to give out the website yes i do very it's much am- so. american specialty ammo.com Guys, click click on this. Spend a little time on this website with me for a little while. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get in there. Let's get this in is, there. This is a ridiculous <laughs> website. Are we uh, are we gonna get flagged on some sort of a list or? I don't. I, I'm I've already looked at you it like what? five times. That's so probably what's gonna happen. So the I want you to guys oh. go to products and then I want you to go down to the dragon dragon's breath and I just want you to see the pictures that they have in this. Let's do this. Products. Uh, Where what was next? Dragon's oh, breath. Oh, dragon breath. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, dog, that's some crazy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa! That is very Guys, much. I'm not a dragon's breath. I am. I am not a gun guy. I kind of want to shoot one of those. Not available in Arkansas, California, Hawaii, Florida, New York, Illinois, Connecticut, Massachusetts, or Iowa. So I can't I am, get it here. You guys have yeah, to come to Louisiana so that I can buy three <laughs> rounds of this for seventeen ninety nine. 
Yep. We can shoot yep. it three times. Man. Then we'll call it, it a night. to just break your gun, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How but they make specialty ammo, but do they make specialty guns that can fire this ammo? <laughs> this looks like some like game-breaking shit from Resident Evil is what it looks like. I also yeah, well, that's, I can't the find them on the here, awesome. but uh, they, they actually do sell shotgun shells that are filled with rock salt. So, like, if you really want to go do the thing and you know cosplay Sam and Dean to the point that you might physically yeah. harm somebody, you you can do that. Yeah. Please don't do. Please that. don't do that. Don't shoot anybody with rock salt. I'm <laughs> sure it hurts, but I can't find it on their site anymore. I don't know if it's just not on there or if they took it off. It's all before. sold out. Oh, is it? I couldn't even find it. No, I don't before. know. Because oh, so yeah, of our podcast, we <laughs> yeah. people are stocking up. That's good. Well, stuff. Thank you, Brandon. Yes, thank you, Brandon. That was cool. Uh, is it my turn? It is my it turn, is. isn't it? So uh, this is also D- Dilly Bones. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, via the duck slack, uh, duck feed slack. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, also, this is very. Uh, oh, sorry. Th- he's I'm from sorry. the duck feed slack, and also the very cool horrible podcast. So. Which is worth watching okay. if, you, uh, if you if you like horror movies. Those those four boys are good. I'm into that. Um, during which season do you think the Winchester po- uh, boys reach peak hunk? Hmm. Um, so this is going to go ahead. For 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 me, it, Sam. I think they reach it at very different points. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Sam reaches it whenever you first see him at the beginning of season four, because you see that dude at the end of season three and the, he looks like he gained another hundred yeah, pounds he's of seriously- rock <laughs> between the two seasons. Like he opens, he opens the door freshly showered and like, it, it's like, Whoa, it hits you like a ton what of bricks. You do. <laughs> yeah. I would say for Sam, I would say season six because season four and season five, you like, you're saying he's just, he's becoming a tank. He's just incredibly huge. And it actually makes a ton of sense for the character. Not necessarily that like same would be hitting the gym, but they're like in warrior mode. Like they're dealing with some shit. So he's like, I'm going to get fucking huge. But I would say I mean, in season he's got six, his own form of steroids going on. He, in season, he does. In season six, he's got, he finally got his hair figured out. So he doesn't look like a piece of shit. <laughs> and there's that one scene where he takes his shirt off and he's just like ultra shredded. Even and when it's we're just not like, covering the actual episodes, we still got to get a hair segment in from Chris. Yeah, nice. here's the thing. I, my it's hair envy easy. will never end. My my hunkiness scale increases the more bulky you are. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. See, sure, once yeah. he shreds down, I'm like, all right, nah, I don't know, man. Like, hump I, factor, I hump think factor lowers for you is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I would just say yeah, because in season six, he's so shredded, like the he type is. of shredded that makes people uncomfortable to look. Well, there's also a very uncomfortable extended uh, montage of him working out in jeans without a shirt on. That's the scene yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, where he like pays a prostitute or something. Okay, let's not get too far. I'm sorry, we call them sex anyway. workers. We don't call them prostitutes. Jeez, uh, Chris. God. Dudes that go to the gym in like blue jeans are some of the weirdest guys that I. I it's I, a very. It's a strange move. It really. It's well, a. I it's think- a bizarre move. Do any gyms really allow that anymore? I, I thought like jeans so. were like messed up, like the 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 fabric and or not fabric, we, we, but, like, I the, still the see padding. I still see dudes at the at the local gym here. What about Louisiana. what about cut off jean shorts? Even oh, worse. Okay, yeah, I see. But, those. I mean, sure, I'm sure <laughs> allowed, but even worse. Jorts? Never never wear jean shorts. Shorts. <laughs> stay away from the shorts, everyone. Okay. Man, I remember wearing those. It was so sad. <clears throat> Rough. Past is always yeah, a let's, rough, let's, let's rough mirror. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so Joanna, friend of the show, Joanna, aka Wrench underscore Witch, um, 
Which hey, rich, I may have the show. Wait, hold on, she put it on there. Yeah, rich, rich underscore witch on Twitter. <clears throat> okay. Good morning, hunks of the week. I watched the first few episodes, excuse me, first few seasons of Supernatural partway through four a couple of years ago. I thought it was a fun, if a little slow at times, show with some serious hunks. In the beginning, I found mm. Dean to be pretty insufferable with the hound dog routine and blindly following Papa Winchester, but somewhere along the line, I started to prefer him. I think your discourse unlocked it for me. While Sam does the sweet, caring, respectful act, it is just that, an act. He frequently overrides his so-called lover's agency by making decisions on their behalf. Meanwhile... Team Dean. <laughs> Meanwhile, Smart. Dean plays callous and aloof, but it seems to me to be defensive. Dean comes across to me as the nicer, sweeter guy. It is really obvious when he flounders in situations where he gets what he wants and the great love he shows for his family. The way he treats Sammy once the revelation of his powers comes in full swing is sad, but I think it comes from a place of caring as much as disgust. And then there is the wanton disregard for innocent lives. <laughs> <laughs> so really, they are both just sociopaths. Hunky, beautiful sociopaths. <laughs> as we all are on the inside a- absolutely i've really been enjoying the show a ton it is a highlight for my weekly pod listening please keep up the great work and i plan on watching along with you boys once you hit season four keep on shooting ghost and don't at me hunters it's <laughs> <laughs> great she's totally right about that good. Uh, sam basically making choices for other people by being like no i'm gonna go throw myself into this situation because that's what's best for everybody and generally people are like no sam you're being a dick and you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, this it, it comes up a lot where he's he's basically like I'm too damaged for you or whatever. I, this comes up, believe it or not, with uh, on the X Men show that I do with Beast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Beast will just be like, "You're not safe with me," and I'm like, "You're a goddamn superhero. What are you talking about? You live in a mansion. She's a blind <laughs> girl. Your job what? is to keep people safe. Yeah. <laughs> X Men are terrorists, guys. Pass it on. I'm not gonna lie. I listen to that. I. In listening to your X Men show, there's an amazing amount of similarities between these oh, two. Dude, it comes up all the time. I have to actively stop myself from talking about Supernatural on that show now. It's really bad. Uh, okay, thank this you, next Joanna, one for, for writing. Yes, we appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. This next one comes from Ian via email. He said, "Hey, everybody, my name's Ian, and this podcast is." I would assume he said he wrote "Chef t- Chef kissing his fingers," so I'm trying to oh, give you the noise of one of those. Um, okay. Exactly. Uh, I never would have started watching Supernatural if Jeremy hadn't started this podcast and gone never in our Slack group to talk about it nonstop <laughs> since the podcast started up. That sounds like you, Jeremy. Uh, like me. <laughs> I only ever knew it by its intense fan following and by extension, its association with Doctor Who and Sherlock. Two shows I've watched a lot and have a pretty intense dislike for. Uh, on top of that, it's a relic of old-timey CW. Back before they were the go-to network for excellent genre TV, and I assumed that it would be as bad as you would expect. A WB-era network drama might be. Um, I read that sentence wrong, but you get the idea. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised then to be greeted with really solid characters and good acting. A commitment to long-term story arcs in an era where that wasn't super common in TV. Mm. A goofy, self-aware sense of humor that permeates the whole thing, and a really clear love for Americana and old-school horror. Two things very close to my heart. I figured it would put up uh, I would put up with a lame show a couple times a week so I could listen to another Jeremy Greer podcast, but what I got was a totally solid show with one hell of a cliffhanger ending, and the podcast only enhances the experience. You guys point out a lot of details that you've picked up over the years that I miss, and it's always super interesting. I can't wait to understand all the cryptic references you make to future developments, <laughs> yes. and I don't and I don't know if I can wait for you guys to start season two. What have you done to me? Keep up the good work. You three are great. Yay! Thank you, Ian. I'm glad. I'm glad that he doesn't find it really annoying when we make this cryptic reference. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might. <laughs> uh, 
I'm Ian's just not that fun to, that to talk to in the Slack because uh, he'll at some points he'll just like come back from very obviously watching the episodes and he's like, wait a minute, is there going to be a future <laughs> episode where X, Y, and Z happens? And like I'm just because I'm I kind of feel like the show could pull it off, and a couple of people will go like, pretty much, yeah, that's going to happen. You nailed it. A little bit off on the details, but pretty much you've got it. <laughs> that's exciting. <clears throat> Okay, I'm next. Uh, one Miss Autumn Greer. I hear she's pretty cool. Um, way funnier than Jeremy, though. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so she has two things here for us. One, if Papa Winchester had told the truth and looped the boys in, would any of this season have happened? Seems like based on how well the boys did on their own, putting three heads together might have killed the yellow-eyed demon for good in season one. Thoughts? Yeah. Period. Absolutely, I think that yeah. I think they would have been good. This is 100%. all John Winchester's fault. Yeah. <laughs> While he does fear the boys being used against him as his, you know, major weakness, that happens anyway. So maybe if they had yeah, just started together a little earlier, they wouldn't have had to deal with so much of this bullshit. And Sam would be back in law school right now. They would have cleaned up this mess, and he would have gone back mm-hmm. to school. What, what do you think Dean's doing in the absence of a yellow-eyed demon to hunt in season two? Uh, he starts finally like, going to like see rock concerts. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> the beginning of season six. Yeah, that. Okay, sure. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. I can see him doing that. Her, uh, I get to becoming a roadie, or he just becomes Gordon. <laughs> what happens? Oh yeah. Oh god, that's so sad. <laughs> that's the darkest <laughs> that's timeline. That's the other way. <laughs> that's the ocarina of time timeline. Yeah. Uh, sick Zelda reference. Me. All right. Uh, two. Um, fuck Mary Hunt between Sam. Uh, Dean Sam and Jeffrey Dean Morgan for uh, each host, please. I like how she doesn't she doesn't say John Winchester. Nope. It's Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan. Morgan. Uh, we actually we we workshopped this a bit the other night while having some drinks because we were originally thinking about she was she came up with the fuck uh, fuck Mary Kill thing and I was like this is a really good idea we can totally do fuck Mary Kill between the three Winchesters yeah. and then she was like wait a minute mm-hmm. I have a better idea fuck Mary Hunt and I was like yes absolutely do it immediately send it in right now so uh Steven go go first fuck Mary Hunt Dean Sam oh. John alright um I'm gonna go hmm real quick do... real quick we're all fucking Dean right like there's no question mm-hmm. yeah oh 100 well okay. here's the thing I was in, I'm gonna way. throw you for a loop here I'm gonna throw you for a loop um I would fuck Jeffrey Dean Morgan He's a very attractive man. Don't know if I want to hang out with him. I don't know if I want to marry him because he's old. He could die way before me. Uh, <laughs> Dean, I want to hang out with that dude on a regular basis. So I'd marry him and we can still fuck. I mean, we're married. That's what you do. Oh, that's uh, that's and, an excellent point. That's yep. a good point. And I'd kill Sam because he's annoying and turns out to be a terrible human being. So there. That. Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Strong feelings. Come at me. Would have, to be, would have to be Jeffrey Dean Morgan for no other reason than my next two choices. Because if you fuck Sam Winchester, you're dead. Bottom line, fucking be dead. True. <laughs> um, I would marry. <laughs> it's true. Fucking be dead. Uh, I would marry Dean because he's got that poison uh, dick, y'all. He's got, yeah, he's got that poison dick. <laughs> I would marry Dean because he's committed to family, you know. And once so I feel like once you, he could protect you, take care of me. Well, I just you know played Stardew Valley all day or whatever. He'd be. He'd be all about it, you know? He's, he's just Dean something really into Stardew Check out my farm, Dean. And I would hunt... mayo machines. Of course, I would hunt Sam because, I again, it's still Sam's my favorite. I don't know. 
I'm more and more learning he's a terrible person. Um, but that's just the way it is. It's, it's the hair. It does well, it for we, me. Well, here's the thing. With, when you're hunting Sam, you have to know him the best, right? Because you have to re- you have to be able to predict all of his moves. You have to figure out what all of his sneaky little tricks. That's true. So. And then and what we, it would start with something like an exchange where we get in a fight because, of course, we're friends um, in this scenario. <laughs> we're friends, oh and I find out that <laughs> Sam has been... Chris fan fiction folder. <laughs> Everyone jet. I'm turning off the podcast. So, I want to avoid some spoilers. So Sam has been kind of like doing some things that I don't necessarily agree with. He's kind of going down like a darker path, and I'm not really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I say something like, you know, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he he's like, what am I supposed to go dark side or something? You know, I'm just... Uh, I'm just doing what I feel like I have to do, and it would kind of, you know, devolve from that. I might throw a lamp or something like that. But really, the core theme would be, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you. And then I realize, I look at him, and I look at myself in the mirror later when I'm alone, and I realize, I don't know myself anymore, but more importantly, I don't know Sam anymore. Who is this man that I look at every morning when I wake up? You know, he's not who I, I thought, thought he was. married to Dean. So that at that point I am, but this is a different gets, fanfic. Yeah, we're, um, we're going to, we, he went to a different folder. Like he's in, he's in chapter three okay. of a different different section. So although I yeah. do know Sam Winchester, at the same time I feel like he's totally like the Sam I knew before is totally gone. So then when I say uh, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you. Well, I don't know you anymore, so I got to hunt you. That was really Jeremy. Powerful. What about you? <laughs> Um, so I have to agree with Steven and you like this is these are these are excellent reasons I would I would definitely fuck Papa Winchester because who wants to hang out with that dude a long time um, but I, would have to, I would have to hunt Sam because you got that poison dick he's got that poison dick <laughs> he's been killing it. in 20 like if, if I don't hunt him now in like 2033 my grandkid is gonna have to be on the hunt for this guy that just goes out and has sex with random women and kills them immediately through supernatural <laughs> ways. And then yeah, Dean seems like the coolest guy to hang out with. Like he's got some issues, yeah. but and we'd have to work on them. But as long as he's willing to work on his issues with me, I'm fine with yeah. that. And as long as you're kind of like upfront and honest with him, like he can never really get mad at you. I mean, yeah. we we see in I'll let him the end of okay the se- yeah, in the end of season two, <laughs> we get to see a long term relationship. Dean, I guess spoilers maybe. Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't continue this up. We get to see what Dean might be like in that type of relationship. Be like, I'd hang out with. The- I'd like to live with that guy. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Autumn, for writing in. And we, she's like in the other room, probably listening to this right now. So that's super weird. <clears throat> Just being like, "Wow, what a fucking freak!" <laughs> you wrote a fan fiction about this shit. <laughs> I was just trying to be funny. Chill out, Chris. <laughs> Abraham via email says, I've just started watching Supernatural. My girlfriend is a big fan, but always mentioned it in a guilty pleasure sort of way. When I heard that y'all were doing a Supernatural book club style podcast, I thought it would be a good way to check out the show. We've been watching along since the start of the show. The show really hits a good balance of fun horror drama and outright goofiness. The brother's relationship really works for both fun monster hunting and the big family drama that ties the show together. I'm generally enjoying the tone changes as well. Episodes with racist trucks and bad websites really breaks things up and keep the whole thing fun. (laughs) I'm personally a bit concerned that I'll be a a bit less engaged with the stakes getting bigger and bigger since I typically prefer smaller stories in my television drama, but I've been promised that things really don't fly off the deep end for at least a few seasons. (laughs) You've got five seasons, Abraham. You've got five. A couple of other notes. It's always funny when bad rock music starts. I don't own the DVD, so I gotta watch it on Netflix. And oh, the caption, no. rock music plays, shows up in the yeah. subtitles. <laughs> the music they replace the classic rock with is as bland as that 
caption. Yeah, absolutely it is. I feel like if you just shouted rock music plays into like the you know out of your window, somebody would come back with like a guitar. It could just be somebody going like bam 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 bam, and it would, it's essentially the, it's same, the same thing. thing. Oh, I um, want to do a super cut where we actually just do that with all the rock yeah. I'll do drums. <laughs> you guys do guitar and bass, and we'll, we'll do it. Make a thing. Um, to continue Abraham's email, I've told almost everyone I talk to regularly about the racist truck, which is fun. <laughs> I can't help noticing an in media when protagonists get away with something no one ever would, would, would ever let a stranger do and just think, hunks. Yep. <laughs> hunks. Hunks is a very funny word, and thanks for yep. doing this and giving me a good excuse to watch Supernatural. The pace of the podcast is pretty much perfect for watching along. Looking forward to season two. Abraham, write hey. in and let me know if you were literally listening to the podcast and watching the show. I'm very curious how that works because it can't be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we camp That's out on so many awful. tiny details for so long. That... <laughs> and then we just skip over entire parts of an episode. True. Like we, I think we talk about Racist Truck episode for maybe all of 10 minutes. <laughs> It's just me, uh, what, defending it the entire time? Defending it, yeah, for mm-hmm. eight minutes, and me and Jeremy looking at each other digitally very awkwardly. Like, yes, yes oh, absolutely. <laughs> you guys had just let me finish my point. <laughs> you would know that I wasn't defending it. What, am I supposed to go dark side or something? Chris, you're cutting out. I, we, we just heard that you were defending the truck. I, could you Could you maybe take Can't be happening me? again. <laughs> you know what? If I didn't know you, Chris, I'd want to hunt you. The next write-in is from Audrey at BHS, BHS Baby via DM on Twitter. Okay, uh, she says, solid show, laugh every week. I'd be interested in a lady's perspective. I mean, they are two hunks after all. Um, and Agreed. I think I agree. Yeah. Because we have, we have never talked about, like, we literally have never talked about having guests on the show. Uh, but we're going to talk do, about now. Yeah, yeah, if we do, I, I would reach out to, <laughs> to women in the community that know the show because I would very much want to get a woman's perspective. So. Yeah, it feels like fun. over time, the demogra- target demographic of the show shifted towards a, a more of a female audience. And now you're getting a podcast about the show from three people totally outside of that demographic. So um, for for that and many other reasons, it would be great to get a female perspective on here. Yeah, maybe for our season two feedback special, we can get a couple of guests on and do a oh, yeah. table thing and just get like do a, like a thirty minute discussion which from women from women's perspective. Or we could just fire Chris and put Autumn on the show. That would be really what? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is this thing on? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I guess Chris left. <laughs> you guys know I'm still here, right? <laughs> uh, All right, I guess I'm next. You're next. <laughs> uh, Dark J at Playful Wolf. Uh, I'm assuming that's on Twitter, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for the feedback, I just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying Monster of the Week. I remember when it was a joke and I just thought, man, I wish there was a Supernatural podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah, me too, bud. Uh, and it is, and I'm glad, even more so that it's y'all that are doing it. I was sold on the show from the first time someone described it as a cool story about two brothers riding around America and hunting monsters, while at the same time being exactly as messed up as people would be in that situation. You nailed it in a recent episode. The boys and friends, but especially the boys, are real characters who grow and change. Sorry to ramble. Please, please keep up the potting. 
I don't, Thank dude, you. have you listened to the show? That wasn't rambling. As <laughs> 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 rambly as we get. Yeah, <laughs> Thank seriously. you. Yeah, thank you. I feel like Dark J is uh, like supports all of the podcasts that I do. So just special shout out to that dude. I, I see his name everywhere. Aww. I should probably just go follow him on Twitter right now because that's just like give a him a big old big old kiss. Friend. Just a big old Twitter, Twitter kiss. Yeah. Every Sorry. time I follow somebody, that's that's what I'm gonna call it from now on. Giving you a big old Twitter kiss. Twitter kiss. I've been kissing a lot of people on Twitter, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to you need to make sure you go get checked out you know, every few weeks. Just to, just a. To... There's no tongue. It's fine. Stay on top of things. That's all. <laughs> just you know, just talk to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Christian, uh, also via the contact page, Monster of the Week, that cool slash contact. He says, Hey, Honks, I just wanted to say thank you for giving me another reason to hit the road with Sam and Dean again. It has been a few years since I first watched Supernatural, and so far, I am really enjoying the, my return to the series. I want to keep my, face, my feedback short and sweet, so I just wanted to say that the show has been really great so far. The highlight of the first season was, of course, the, quote, Chris defended the racist truck debacle. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I would also agree with you that Dead Man's Blood is the high point of season one, but I can remember being hooked on the show as early as episode three, Dead in the Water, because of the pilot... Because the plot reminded me of some ways of the J-Horror movie Dark Water. Oh yeah! Holy crap! He's so right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't. I didn't bring this up. At, um, at the, wow. I, did we bring up the the Stephen King short story that this that like that's kind of the same plot too? Which one is that? Yeah, whoa. Dude, I don't remember titles to anything. Yeah, I've read he, like a million Stephen King short stories. Oh, it's, <laughs> not a, it's not a short story. It's one of the um, it's one of the video anthologies that was like from the like a, like eight different directors or whatever. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking. I mean, I don't remember that specific uh, episode, but I remember that show. Uh, anyway, I if I find it, it'll be in the in show notes. Apartment. I'm I'll sorry, everybody. It, yeah. Anyway, Christian continues. One thing that has surprised me about the show so far is that you haven't mentioned the influence that the Phantasm movie series has on Supernatural. Are you guys fans of the Phantasm movies? If you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend doing so. Start with Phantasm 2 and you'll see what I mean. A lot of core elements from Supernatural, cool muscle car, homemade weapons, a road trip to fight Supernatural evil, were clearly inspired by the Phantasm series. Cheers, guys. I can't wait for season 2 and more Bobby. More Bobby. (laughs) Well, I had had uh, no idea about the Phantasm series. I've heard the name. That's literally all I got. Yeah, yes, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, that's me Very too. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll report back <laughs> <in> our, <laughs> at, at some point, probably in a cutout <laughs> yeah. somewhere, Christian. You know, I'm actually, I think that that's actually a really cool idea. Like, if if y'all listening, like, can think of things that were either like you know, uh, probably inspired parts of Supernatural, kind of like how he's talking about with Phantasm, uh, or like things that might have been inspired by it feel free to like drop us a line on that kind of stuff. Cause I'm always kind of looking for more things that are like the things I already like. So, you know, more <laughs> how did I, things that are re- tangentially related to supernatural. I'm super into, I want to hear more about that stuff. Yo, this is like a horror series from the 19, from the late eighties. I don't know how I missed this because I was, is like, that got the tall man in it? Is that that, is that that movie where it it's might got the be the tall man? Tall yes, dude? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the first one. I don't remember there being a muscle car though. I've only seen the first one though. I've not seen the second one. I don't know how I missed this. Hmm. I was going to the like video rental store, like the homegrown one, not even Blockbuster and just every horror oh, yeah. movie I could get my hands on around yeah. this time period. So. Cool. Everyone's cool, looking cool. forward to stream this thing right now. Yeah. Great audio, yeah. boys. Great audio. <laughs> All right. Good job. Let's get back to Good it. podcasting. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I did the same thing. I was doing it right when we were talking. <laughs> um, that's our last feedback. 
the next episode you'll hear is yeah. episode 10. That'll cover the beginning two episodes of season two of Supernatural. Those, have, as we've mentioned, have already been recorded, so we can get a little bit of a head on this. Um, and... I guess just if you have any more questions, feel free to hit us at all of our various contact places, monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact, twitter.com slash M-O-T-W-Cast, facebook.com slash monsteroftheweek, maybe? Sure. I don't actually remember our URL. Yes, monsteroftheweek. Go, you know, like us, follow us, share us. We're on Instagram too, I think, and Tumblr. I was really mm-hmm. excited because we got somebody that was not me and Chris that followed our Tumblr, and I <laughs> yeah. was real disappointed when I went and looked at it today, and it was porn. So, oh. yeah. Always, <laughs> always with the that. porn accounts. Good job, PornBot, <laughs> for tracking down my <laughs> podcast. Set me up Tumblr. for failure. Yeah. What if it was job. just some real person behind that porn account being like, I fucking love Supernatural. Well, I'm, I'm not following <laughs> them until they change what they post. Because anyway. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. The yes, show is a blast to so do. Much. It's, it's like I have not. I'm so happy with the with the success that we've had with it so far. I can't. I can't describe yeah. to you. It's it's probably the funnest show that I do with these two yeah. dudes. Uh, oh, favorites! Woot woot. Chris, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at local bones on Twitter, and I do the Chomp Chain podcast. And Stephen. I am at from Soft Junkie, and this is my only podcast at the moment. And you can find me at Twitter at JG Greer. Thanks again for everybody listening. We'll see you next week with episode 10. Goodbye. Bye. Chris, give me a couple of quick again, tests, please. Hey, check. I love um, I love Stardew Valley so much that uh, sometimes when I I dream, Same. I I dream. I had weird Stardew, Stardew Valley, Valley dreams last night. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It happens. Steven, give me a, a couple of quick tests. Check one, two. Check, you were, check. You were like significantly quieter than Chris. Hold on. Let me hold on. Let me make sure for whatever reason it's actually picking up the mic. Uh, so let me go to the settings on my computer because like I literally just walked into the door. Make sure it's cool. using uh, the right mic as well. Uh, yeah, I just yep. rearranged all my shit in, in my farm, Chris. I'm so excited now. It's all looking nice. Yeah, and I'm about pretty. to about to get all over that. Yeah. See, I don't, uh, I don't know why this is an issue. Jess chose the uh, island setup, so you can choose like different like uh, templates for your farm. And she was all into fishing when she was playing on my PS4. So when she got it, she chose the the one that has like lakes and rivers in it, but it doesn't give you a lot of land. Yeah, because there's just like little bridges between everything. So she's been dealing with some shit because she's got so many uh, cheese making machines and mayo making machines all over the dang place. But now. You can build a couple sheds. There's a fucking shed, man. <laughs> fucking shed. Problem solved. Mayo machines. Mayo machines, dog. Yes. Yo, you ever had that? Dumb you ever heard of something called? Kidding. Jeremy, no. you ever heard of something <laughs> called void mayo? Joke, I'm sorry. Dude, I, I sent you a DM what? about this. I, void a witch, mayo? A witch mayo. came to my coop mm-hmm. and like did some shit. I woke up the next day and mm-hmm. there was a void egg and I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. weird. And then I was just in my like auto zone of making these eggs into mayo. So I just dumped it into my mayo machine. I was like, oh shit, I probably should have kept that. And then it... Mm-hmm. Spat out some void mayonnaise. What the hell? Do you still I have it? Void mayonnaise. I still have the void mayo. Yeah, I didn't sell. You should it. hang on it's to it. Delicious. You should hang on to it. Does that have anything to do with the sand dragon? It has no.
What does the what sand the dragon f- need? Fuck is in this game. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? This is not Stardew Valley. The mysterious key told me that I need to feed the sand dragon. His God damn it. <laughs> Um, Chris, you're still a little louder than Steven. Can you bring your input volume down by about 20%? Yeah, shut up. Discord? Oh, I'm just kidding. In Discord, yeah. Input volume, I'm at 55%. Or output volume, rather, right? No, input volume. Oh, dang, dog. Output volume is your headphones. Input volume is your mic. Oh, shit, son. Shit. Okay, I'm low. Like, we're down to like 39 This should not surprise you since this is our 13th episode. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is something that you guys should have picked up via context news mm. at some point. I didn't, I didn't think that you guys would even. Anyway, it does, you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, is it Pig's is it... only job to find truffles? I can't like shave some bacon. Yeah, dude, every once in a while. Jesus Christ! Can we just? Uh... <laughs> you know, is this uh, okay? Why don't you guys start your own like uh, bonfire valley Stardew chat? I, I made that oh, joke okay. and like got like five or six likes on the tweet and was like, mm. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> don't really need to be recording another podcast, but. Hmm. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. I'm Stephen Veyu. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary TV show based... Nope. God damn it. Nope. I thought I had it that time. <laughs> Man, I I should have just gone with it. I was going to I was gonna so fuck bad. with my opening, but I tried to be a nice boy and not do it. <laughs> oh, it's already mm. falling apart. Here we go. Are we just, are we distracting you with their with our chat? Yeah, I got I got. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> All right, before we get back on track, you removed my ability to keep adding things. I did because <laughs> all you were the, adding the was best... the word hunks. So I just oh, the them. funny part is I started doing that before you said anything. About it. <laughs> I thought really that uh... I was trying not to die laughing as soon as you probably. <laughs> Stardew Valley somewhere. Um, no. there's not going to be really any outtakes on this one. We didn't. We didn't get too crazy. We kept it. We kept pretty it tame. pretty light. Yeah, pretty. T- I, I, we yeah. got some stuff at the beginning because I record way earlier than you guys think I do. So sure, 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 oh, sure, sure, oh. sure. We got we got Chris saying all those. Yeah, we got all that Chris saying all those anti-Semitic things. God, I was really God. starting to worry that everybody thought I was racist. <laughs> Because like I don't man, like I, I didn't know anybody. Spoilers: um, If we thought you were racist, we wouldn't talk. To well, you. I know that you guys don't think that, but I was worried that the people were, that it was going to spiral out of control, and I didn't know if it was a joke or not. Because I don't know any of these people, I was very worried. No, every, everyone knew it was it was it was. It, everyone took it exactly the way it was, which is probably like a kind of a misunderstanding, but also you're you're you know racist. Thank you.